thing I took myself too serious. It's not that serious. I guess we did make a rec- we did have a podcast last month, right? What month is this? August. So we did do July. We did. Yeah. Okay. We're just coming at it. No intro music. Just straight <laughs> blunt. Raw. Well, there will be intro music. Eventually. Raw dog in your eardrum. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you haven't guessed already, this is the We Used to Be Cool podcast uh, coming to you from the shores of the river San Antonio. San Antonio River. Um, we're in a clandestine site. We're actually uh, we're actually broadcasting from uh, what was that? What was that barbecue place that used to be on the river? Boudreaux's? No, it was a barbecue place. The County Line is that the place oh, still there? No, I don't think so. Okay, well we're inside the old County Line <laughs> building, which we're is Tony prob- Roma's, which is probably now like fucking Harley Davidson store on for some river. reason on the river. It's one thing with San Antonio. They really put some weird stores downtown. Like, who are you? Like, who are you hating? It, I mean, it's it's obviously not catering to the people that live here. It's just tourists. But I mean, it's not even catering to the like all the fucking country folk to come up from the South Texas. Like, oh yeah, like, do, are you really planning that? Like, we're going to San Antonio. We're going to go to the fucking Harley Davidson store. We're going to eat at Champs. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to read at. We're going to eat at. Like, how many fucking original Mexican restaurants are there downtown? Uh, I can think of a few. Mexican Manhattan is not open anymore. Either. Yeah, Casa Rio's there. Um, man, I'm sorry, that's Gringo Mexican food. Rosario's is Rosario's. Da- well, no, like on the river. Oh, on the river, Casa Rio's on the river. Um, I don't know the names of the places that are like right there by between McDonald's because they're all point. generic. Yeah, they're they were. Is that Pat O'Brien still there right before the McDonald's? Pat O'Brien's, Pat, yeah, that that will never. Die. I need to remember. I need to find out. I'm sure somebody Piano on the internet. I'm sure some die. old punks here remember that record store that used to be right there between Pat O'Brien's and the McDonald's. It was downstairs. You had to go down into the. Basement. I remember seeing it as a kid. I don't think I ever went in there. For some reason, I remember it having a monkey in the name of it. That's where I bought my DRI tapes. If anyone listening remembers, call in right now. DRI two two six three two three two two one zero area Yes. Just listen to the recording, and then after the recording, <laughs> we'll pick up. Leave your message. <laughs> we'll pick up after the recording. Um, it is Sunday, August the 22nd. Yeah. Uh, I just moved into a new abode on the Riverwalk. And it's very swank. Uh, you know, this is the first time I guess, This is the first time I realized, like, okay, I'm too old to move anymore. Like, those memes really hit home. Like, dude, like, you know, hi- you're too old. Hire a mover. Right. You know, don't, you're not, don't let your friends break their backs for a pizza and a six pack. <laughs> dude, I have so many friends that would be like, go fuck yourself on that shit. Dude. You're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. Yeah, I can't take the seats out of my cat Corolla. It's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, so, for, unfortunately, it's still, it's st- we're still, it's like COVID's never left. It just got amped up. Um, you know, our governor is a fucking moron. The lieutenant governor is a fucking racist. I feel like 
still to this day, Trump has allowed all these racists to just be racist in public. True. Um, if you haven't read it, if you avoid the news, I'm going to tell you the lieutenant governor is basically blaming black black people for this current surge in COVID, uh, which is uh, it's just the height of hypocrisy. And Fox News, um, uh, I was it, it even made me Google like, is the fucking lieutenant governor elected or appointed? Which he is elected. <laughs> They're elected separately. The governor of Texas and the lieutenant governor are. are are elected separately, and they can even be, of course, which means they can be of different parties, which has always been the case, except for now, for some reason. So it just begs, be, it just begs the question: like, if these people get voted in again, like, are we going to have to burn our own state to the ground? True. I'm tired. I'm tired of paying attention to politics. I mean, that sounds real shitty to say, but I say shitty things, so deal with it. I just I don't want to I don't want to know anymore. Just because it's like, and I have to also say that that probably sounds very American to me. Well, I mean, so I have to say to like that. who I don't know. Like I said, who votes these people in? I think the time <sighs> the time for our I think the time of Democrat and Republican needs to end. Right. I've always said that. I think we need a third party. That the, the just that, no parties. Just. Well, we need a third party. The Democrats and the Republicans are the two biggest country clubs in the whole United oh, States. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, to hang your hat on one of them thinking that, yeah, they care about me. No, you're fucking wrong. You're way wrong. And also, if you read, to this day, it boggles my mind where people still still, um, fucking, like, almost canonize John F. Kennedy. Um, it boggles my mind. It, bo- it bottles my mind, as Chaz from, uh, from uh, Blades of Glory says. It bottles my mind. I, I don't know, man. Like even my mo- even my mother does there's, it. There's still but my mother has that? gone over to Hillary Clinton now. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I mean, I love my mother, but she's she's really into that. Like like who's the, who's the biggest yeah, Democrat uh, now that we need to? Work I don't think we, we, we want to get too much into politics, but which bothers me because my mother has always when in our school district she's always, she's always been an advocate for. She could never understand, and she always taught us like you know, just because my kids aren't in school anymore doesn't mean that the kids are here right. don't deserve the best. She's always been like that. So I don't know. Sometimes with my mom, I'm like, oh, you know, I mom. think uh, like my mom. This may sound paranoid, but she's always just instilled a healthy distrust of, maybe not a distrust, but like a, what are you really saying? Or like, uh, I'm not taking you at face value, bro. I have to say that now, like even now too, like like I never realized that now that I'm older, my my dad Willie, who you know I grew I grew up with, and we lived mm-hmm. on the south side, he was always like, "Don't let those white teachers treat you like a dumb Mexican. You're not a dumb Mexican." And I never, it never really hit me until now because he even brought it up the other day. He goes, oh, yeah, you remember when you went to Kingsborough? Like, that, that, that white the guy, they would choose to treat you like a dumb Mexican. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, Mr. McLaughlin? He was like 80, 80-year-old gay English teacher. Like, I could, could give two shits what he said to me. He couldn't, I couldn't even read his writing. <laughs> <laughs> That was, you know what? Uh, <laughs> Which is even more ironic because my dad, he, his family's from Laredo and he looks like he's white. He is color, yeah, you know, he, he has colored eyes. He, he looks look, like he's white. When you first, you know, when you when I first <laughs> saw him, I was like, this? I mean, it's not, 
It's your your stepdad. Yeah, he's my stepdad. But he's. But I was like, this dude. He speaks better Spanish than my mother. No, but I, I had to. I had to really think things through, and I was like, oh, his last name's Acuna. Okay, right. Never mind. Yeah, Acuna. There's a city in Mexico named Acuna. Right. I mean, you um, know what? That's I have. I've been doing ancestry, and I'm seeing people in my history that I'm like that are Acuna. White dude, and I was like, name. Oh, Named uh, <laughs> Flavio, whatever <laughs> Concepcion. What yeah. was your, the, the, what was that uncle you were telling me about? What was his name? John Porter. Victor. Porter. Victor Porter. Yeah, I have I have that. Well, you saw those pictures I posted. They, right. were, they look like tombstone villains. Right. That one's like Pascual de los Santos. <laughs> some <laughs> fuck yeah, yeah. I put some more Enes in there and Erres. It was, and then yeah. here with my like, and then my like, I'm telling you, like, America is the biggest mutt on the face of this planet. And oh, to, yeah. for anybody to be like, oh, we're pure American, get the fuck out of here. Like, and then look at me with my, our crazy ass fucking last t- Italian last name. Like, where the <laughs> fuck did that come from? Um, you know, okay, so like doing that ancestry shit. Um, the majority of, actually, a lot of my a lot of my family is from Coahuila de Zaragoza. Uh huh. Which is a state in Mexico, for those of you that don't know. Well, we live as a state, right? Um, it's a state in Mexico, for those of you who don't know, and it's it's just on oh, the I other guess, side. I, I know what you said. You said Coahuila de Zaragoza. Okay, but it's okay. Coahuila. It's just on the other side of like Piedras of of uh, El Paso, not El Paso. Um, it's big. It's, it covers. Yeah, it's it covers just on the other side of the border Del from Rio Texas. And yeah, uh, Del, Del Rio is what I was trying to Eagle Pass, yeah. But at one point, it encompassed Texas. When Texas was Mexico, so this was a part of Coahuila de Zaragoza, and I'm just going off Wikipedia. So if I'm talking bullshit, go argue with Wikipedia. But um, the majority of my family is from there, that state. So I was like, "This is crazy." Like I'm wondering if, as I'm going through documents, I'm seeing some family members have their shit from Mexico, and some people have stuff from Texas. So I'm like, I wonder if we actually crossed over into Texas or we were just here and it got turned into Texas. But that's why I tell people, they're like, well, where's your family from? I was like, from San Antonio. I'm like, well, no, what do you, where's there? I was like, from San Antonio. They're like, no, where's there? I was like, from San Antonio. That, they're yeah. like, what about back then? I was like, back then it didn't fucking matter because it was already, it was Mexico. Like, I, I can, I'm third, on my mom's side, I know I'm third generation. And it's like, my mom was born here. My grandma was born here. But my, my uh, great-grandmother and great-grandfather, they're from Piedras Negras. Which is just on the other side of Del Rio. Is that Del Rio? Was that the, the Piedras Negras? Is uh, Piedras Negras is on the other side of uh, no? Piedras Negras is on the other side of Eagle Pass. Eagle yeah, Pass. Okay, okay. Acuna yeah. is on the other side of Del Rio. Okay. Yeah, I'm like, we're from here, dude. We're from here. Like we we've, we've always been here. <laughs> Plymouth Rock south, landed on us. South Texas is San Antonio is like South Texas. As big as it is, right? It's little. People are related. There's people related Man. all over the place. Everybody knows somebody. That and like, yeah, so many fucking circles overlap here. Right. Social circles. It's like, why are, oh, you, yeah. why are you even fucking bugging? Like, everybody knows everybody. Like, knows I'm all, just don't date anybody. Go date somebody in right. another city. Like, just get a blood test before you get married. <laughs> <laughs> you know they don't do that anymore. You Stop know that, right? fucking your sister guy. That's one thing I know. Like, that's, that's one thing I always remember bro. hearing. And when I got married, like, well, where's our blood test? They're like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the real thing. Like, you used to have to get blood tested so you would make sure you weren't related. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I thought we still did that. Nope. So you didn't have to do that? Nope. Lazy San Antonio. I love you. <laughs> you know there's a Mexican consulate downtown, right? Yeah, I, I know where it's at. <sighs> Off Navarro. 
Yeah, make sure you wish there were other consulates, other countries' consulates. There should be, because we got some, like, German shit in New Braunfels. Germany is hardcore. Czechoslovakia is hardcore. hardcore. Alsatians. Alsatian cousin. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm just a little nervous. My kids my kids are starting school tomorrow, uh, which even made it more wor- worrisome, because I have a friend. I'm not going to say where he's, I'm not gonna say where he's from, because I don't want to, if anybody, I'm like, it's not like anybody listens to this, but... Um, his kid, first week, his kid got COVID. Damn. Gave it to him. Fuck. And gave it to his mother. And it, you know, and to be seriously 100% honest, like, I wanted to cry. That's how bad I felt. Because I was like, son of a fucking bitch. And then, then you see these people on the news, like, like somebody today, like somebody today put on, on Instagram, the lady was like, I just want... I just want the teachers to see my child's face, <laughs> you know. And then, and then it was a nurse. She's like, "Oh, you want to see my face?" And she took off all her stuff. She's like, "There's seven hundred and fucking ninety-two people in this hospital with COVID right now. Ten floors of this hospital is full of people with COVID." She's like, "I'm not even a nurse. I'm a fucking Dang. technician, and I'm going around. Ta- I'm going around changing out fucking." Things. The nurse that's in my in my book club. Yeah. She had to fucking. We, we did a book club. She's in Austin with her cousin. She's like, I had to leave town. She's like, three fucking nurses on my floor have COVID. Our director has COVID. I worked eleven days. I had two days off. I was about to go back, and they're like, Oh, you have to work another six days because another fucking nurse got COVID. <laughs> I'm. I don't know, man. I'm just tired of this. I'm tired of dealing with this. I mean, I'm not stopping dealing with this. I'm at a point. It's like clarify. you know what? We fucking deserve what we get. Like um, we yeah, fucking deserve not, what we get. I'm not. I'm not saying that I'm. I don't do it, or I'm being combative about wearing a mask. But I'm tired. Of it. I know. I, I know everybody is. It's not. And I sound, you know, petty and kind of selfish because people have died from it. But fuck, dude. I hate wearing masks. It's so fucking hot wearing a mask in South Texas. Just breathing your hot air. Over your fucking face. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Yeah, I mean, it's like now my mask is part of clothes I have to wash. Like, I have to, like, I wash my underwear. I yeah, now I have to buy more masks. I bought a whole bunch of masks, like, in June of last year or May right. of last year. And now, like, the, the elastic's wearing out or they've, I've washed them too much. And I'm like, why am I even wearing a mask? Because <laughs> I'm breathing straight through. And this Fourth place. of July fucked us up, and now Labor Day is coming up. So that's going to fuck it up even worse. Well, I mean, the good the good thing that I did here was that the um, um, vaccines have gone up here in San Antonio. That's good. So we, and we like, did get good. we did get Sophia. She's thirteen. We got her vaccinated. But I'm I can't. Going, but I can't give at least because she's only eight. Right. Well, I mean, you. <laughs> and I will say, Melba didn't want to fucking get. If there was a hot minute that Melba right. didn't want to get. Uh, my, my Sophia niece got, vaccinated, and she was like, well, I, they're saying that she's not going to be able to have babies. I'm like, are you listening to what you're saying <laughs> right now? What? But wow. now that everything happened, like from one week to the next, she's like, oh, no, no, yeah, hey, let's get it. I was, like, you, I, I was like, I've already made the fucking have appointment. Have they're saying that some kids are like dying and adults are dying, and you're going to run with that right. one statistic right. of not being able to have a baby? Right. I'm sorry. I, I don't Adopt know. a kid. She can adopt a kid. Yeah, I at least want to be able to be there and... Have the chance to adopt a kid if she can't have a baby. I'm not, and I'm not saying they do, they do stop you from having babies. But here's here's the fucking thing. First of all, this is a fucking new disease. It's new. 
It's a new disease. We're learning to deal with this. Delta variant is new. The thing has fucking mutated. It's mutated, so it's not the same anymore. So that means anything that we treat it with is new. We're experimenting because we're trying to curb death. We're trying to stop death. That's what this is. If you're concerned about the vaccine, understandable. A lot of us are. But if you want to stop dying, take the fucking vaccine. What they're doing is they're, they're, they're making a vaccine. They're doing their due diligence. If you don't know what that means, go look it up. Their due diligence and to test it. Time. They're like saying yes, it's not approved. To or... test it as much as possible to where they can get it to be used by the human population. Okay, it wasn't FDA approved. I guarantee you it will be FDA approved. It's almost approved. done. I was about to say, that's the, that's the only good news I and saw. And at like that point, almost, what, what argument are you going to come they're up They're not going to be. That's what this article said. It's like at the, when, as soon as it's, as on, it's almost being approved, as soon as it's approved, like it's going to like fucking like put a rule. And it's going to put a cock block it, on all these people. Like, nope, it's approved. I think so you have no excuse people, anymore. I think a lot of people, too, are scared. Um, scared because none of this makes sense to them, which I understand. I'm scared, too. None of this makes sense to them, so they're trying to hold on to some type of control by coming up on their, to their own explanations about things. We, we live in America where we've always had to have everything explained to us. Well, um, I was thinking about that. If you, if you watch an American movie, that's the way American movie filmmaking is. American filmmaking is. You, you have to have something happen and then give an explanation. Go watch foreign films. Foreign people are not like that. that. They don't care about that. If shit happens, they adjust. Okay, what do we need to do to take care of this? We take care of it. Americans are like, well, why is it happening? What's going on? Where did it come from? Okay, well, what's this you're getting? That reminds me, for some reason, the Mighty Boosh was on the Chelsea Handler <laughs> show one time. And she and she asked a question like there was she's like oh I didn't, I didn't know uh, I didn't know uh, Brussels was in Belgium and they're like oh yeah we knew. they're like we knew that they're like how do you know that they're like oh we were educated in England yeah because we have <laughs> okay I've I've always said that we America's dumb Texas is dumber and they're proud of being dumb and San Antonio has a special kind of dumb I'm not saying we're all dumb I'm dumb for sure I I I I, I but I, I can talk. I think San Antonio is different, but yes, you're right. That was special. And I can use common sense and use uh, logistical thinking to try and figure stuff out. And if I can't figure it out, I'm going to go read. Or I'm going to use my phone to not look up memes anymore and do some research and go to websites. And I think read that's books. the best thing my, my father and my mother taught me was I don't, I'm not teaching you to think like me. I want to teach you to think for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. And I think a lot of people get taught to think like their parents. <laughs> That's true. Or they, they get taught to follow somebody who sounds authoritative or who sounds knowledgeable, and they're like, yeah, he sounds like he knows what or he's doing. Or dare I say Or it. he has confidence. I'm going to follow him. I know what he's saying. Or dare, dare I say old and white. Ah, damn. The hot takes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's, so, that's over for the news section. Stay safe, people. Yeah, just... I don't care what you do. Kill yourself. Choose science. <laughs> Choose science. But I love you all, my don't, friends and family. Don't, I, don't, uh, I don't want anybody to die, really. So. I don't want anybody to die, but I mean, after a year, like, go, you know, sort your fucking self out. Like, are you, yeah, you're still running with that? <laughs> after a year, do you know how many people have died? Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's talk about nonsense. About uh, Let's go into movies. So you, you yeah, uh, I tell you, man, that... So I had quick. a lot of thoughts on that. The Val Kilmer, if you don't know the actor, 
um, has How could you a, not know Val Kilmer? he has a documentary on Amazon Prime, and so I'll give you a quick rundown of it. Val Kilmer has had a movie camera for most of his life. And he was uh, an early adopter of video cameras. Yeah, he he filmed mov- like they would film homemade movies. Him and his brothers when they were kids. Um, I won't spoil it. It's a documentary of his right. life. So it's all the video. It's made up of all video that he shot throughout his life when he was a kid, when he started becoming an actor, uh, like on plays, when he started being in movies, um, when he was going to premieres, up until now. Um, it's, it's, I mean, if you watch a trailer, you figure out there's something wrong with Val Kilmer, um, health-wise. Well, you can say. I mean, it's not like it's not like a big secret. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, he had throat cancer. He had throat cancer, and he has a. Um, they had to remove his voice. His, right. Uh, vo- his voice. So his his box. voice his voice is very distorted and different. He has not one of those same. little. Tra- he, had, he had to get a tracheotomy. Yeah. He has a little. He, like he said, it was very sad. He's like. Remind me before I forget when we end this. I'm I'm talking about this mm-hmm. that um, the voice program. Just remember that. But his son does sound just like him. Which through so his son, me for yeah, his son uh, narrates it. And when it first starts, I was like, "Oh, that's Val Kilmer! Like, how, oh, his voice is fixed." And then it, it kind of explains that it's his. Oh, it's, it explains right away that it's his son. So go ahead, Mark. What hit me on this movie, like really, really deep, was like being a child of the '80s. Like there are so many. Like I don't think it's the same anymore. I just don't think it's the same. Like, you know, uh, like I, I talk to people in our book club, like, you know, like, like I tell you that one guy, he's like, yeah, I still go to, I go, you're still going to the movies? He's like, yeah, it's just, it's just not the same for me. I need to be at the movies. And there was a time where we were like that. Like right. I had to, like, we were always going to the movies. Right. Uh, right now, you know, like, and I think maybe that's a little bit generational thing. Like, like I watch movies at home. I'll watch movies anywhere. You know, if it's a good movie, I'll fucking watch it anywhere. <laughs> but what I, I guess we'll get more to my point, like. It's that generation. These are people that we grew up with. Even they, even if we didn't realize it at the time, these these are people that are interwoven in my life. Okay. And I think that me, some people are like, oh, it's just a movie. It's just an actor. It's like, no. Like, I, it, I think it means more to me. I think they're almost like part of my family. Like, like it, I'm serious, man. Like, I was I was brought to tears on some of that because because he he is just. I mean, even through all everything he's gone through, he's just very happy and playful with his son, and right. the way to see the way he loves his daughter. Like I would live fucking right next to my daughter in a heartbeat. He, um, I made a post on my own personal Instagram, Instagram, where I said, "Well, I'll, I'll just." Well, anyways, um, I made a post. What I was referring to was that Val Kilmer was one of those cool actors when I was a kid growing up, that he made some cool movies and kind of quirky, weird movies. Or he had, like, quirky, weird parts in movies, like... Um, like Top Secret. Like, that's still one of me and my brother's favorite movies. I love Willow. Mad Mardigan is Fuck one of yeah. my favorite characters. I love Top Gun, like Iceman. Pick. Iceman seemed cool as shit to me. I love his Batman. I do love that Batman. The Ghost movie. in the Darkness? The Fuck, Ghost in the Darkness was so good. good. I don't know why I love The Saint. I need to rewatch that one. Um, I like a lot of his movies. I same the same way that I liked a lot of Johnny Depp, and the same way I liked a the lot Island of Doctor Moreau. The way I liked a lot of Robert Downey Jr. Johnny Depp went too fucking weird for me. Where like 
It just overtook it's him. It's because Johnny Tepp has basically turned into fucking Keith Richards, a bad Probably. Keith Richards. But, but it's, it's like, I think he's, he's like, he, Johnny Depp to me is like finding weirdness in his child roles, like black, uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean shit, Black Pearl shit. I don't, I don't care for those movies. They're corny to me. His fucking weird. I miss the Ed Wood, Johnny, Johnny his, Depp. Yeah, yes, Ed Wood, Johnny Depp is classic. The um, his, he, his, he narrate, his court, and then he even narrated that Doors documentary. I was like, oh my god, why am I watching this? His court battles, everything. Johnny Depp has just. Well, yeah, now he's saying that Hollywood is fucking blocked. Uh, <laughs> he's just him. lost the plot for me. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. went the other way. He had some really good movies. I love Lesson Zero. I love Chaplin. Remember Hugo Pool? Yes. <laughs> I I loved Love. Chaplin. Oh my God! I people that is one of the most underrated fucking movies. He went so family friendly that I hate him now. Where I'm like, I he don't. hasn't really been in any of the movies besides Iron Man, right? And Avengers and all that. That's pretty pretty much taken up his whole life. Uh, in the last few yeah, years, right? he was in that weird one with Jamie Fox, where Jamie Fox was like a violinist that was homeless. But that was even before all that. It, it was around the same time. Oh, he did Sherlock Holmes. Too. I forgot about that. Oh, and he did that Doctor Doolittle. Yeah, Doctor Doolittle. That's perfect example. Perfect. That's college that's movie. Perf- that's college. That's college fucking <laughs> money for his kids. So to me, like Val Kilmer, he he's made some Francis Ford Coppola movies in the past couple of years before he lost his voice. That was really. I mean, I mean, but you I thought were kind of strange. Like, he got a, he got a lot. He he auditioned for a lot of stuff. He put Dude, a lot we of stuff down. The doors. The doors. That was like the perfect thing. Um, even if it's cheesy, it's still good. Um, no, but like <coughs> the whole thing too about him being a uh, about him being a uh, uh, what's the word a difficult actor. Uh-huh. To me, that is that is tantamount. I had a boss one time ask me. I need who this is. She works with us, but she's like, "Do you think I'm a jerk?" She was. Like, There's a lot of people complaining about me. I was like, "They're complaining about you." Because you do the right thing, you know, and there's a difference. Okay. Like, you know, that's why I told us like, don't don't feel bad. I was like, the people who are complaining are the people who are fucking lazy and don't want to do what they want to do. So I think that's the same thing with Val Kilmer. He cared so much about the role. Okay, that that's a good thing to say because you see how much thought and effort he put into acting and the parts that right. he that he played so he expected nothing less from everybody else right so I was like oh that's pretty cool man like I kind of appreciate I kind of appreciate the island of Dr. Moreau a little differently now yeah look at, imagine uh, the chutzpah you have to have to like go up against that guy right that director um, that, and then I was also going to say like Keith Sutherland is another one too side note we'll have to put that in the, in the notes the the whole documentary about Richard Stanley before right getting kicked out that's a good what was that one called that documentary <sighs> We talked about it for I like months cover. before. I, I know, I can see the cover too. Anyways, Richard Stanley <clears throat> was supposed to direct. Richard Stanley came up with the whole idea of, Richard Stanley was a, like an up and coming, like I guess, was it horror genre director? Sci-fi. Hardware? Yeah, hardware, and there was another one he did. Uh, Anyways, he was kind of like the hot new guy, and then they picked him to do Island Dr. Moreau, and he had never really done a big budget picture, so they kicked him off, and he fucking stayed clandestine. If you if you really look it up, if you watch Isaac Moreau, he's actually snuck back in into. They kicked him off the set. Right here, can't even look it up. Yeah, they kicked him off the set, and they and he he snuck back in and he played. He got into one of the animal parts. Anyways, you need to check that one out too. <laughs> Drew will look it up here in a minute, but that's a good documentary. Um, no, I was also gonna say like Kiefer Sutherland's another one that I liked a lot of his other stuff. Kiefer Sutherland. And then he just went what's the one? What's the one where? 
he went kind of stale for me. I can't even remember the last Keith through Keith Sutherland in a movie. He was he was doing the TV show Twenty Four. Oh, that's right. Um, Richard Corbin. Um, I didn't even realize when they showed that there was it wasn't even fucking Marlon Brando in those shots. Yeah, that was <laughs> dude. He he asks him, <laughs> "What's your name, Stan?" It was called Lost Soul. Lost Soul. So the documentary Mark was talking about about Richard Stanley. Um, it's called Lost Soul, The Doomed Journey of Richard Stanley's Island of Dr. Moreau. And it explains... When he shows you that artwork of all this concept, it's kind of like Jarodowski's Dune. Yeah, so if you, if you watch the Val Kilmer documentary, it, it, you'll see it like a, a difficult um, experience for him when he's trying to work on the Island of Dr. Moreau. And if you're wondering what's going on, you can watch The Lost Soul... The doomed journey. And David Dulles is in Dr. Moreau. Um, and what's her name? Baruka. Yeah, I mean, um, what's her name? Baruka. What is her name? Oh, uh, Feruza Balk. Yeah, I will say Baruka Salt, but that's not her name. Like it's those are in the movie. Fucking Ron Perlman's in the movie. And he plays the goat guy. It goat. So that that Val Kilmer. You know what? I mean, real quick. Kevin Bacon too is also yes. Val Kilmer status for me. Stir of Echoes. I showed Stir of Echoes to the girls the other day. Remember yeah. when that movie came out? I was like, yeah. oh, I couldn't wait for that movie. Kevin Bacon's Val Kilmer. That's a Richard Matheson book. If you um, look it up. But in the in this documentary of Val Kilmer, you know, it's going through his bigger name movies that he was in. You kind of get to see back behind the scenes footage, um, some footage from the movie. He's just talking. He's his son's narrating it, and then it gets to a point where it's like his career kind of uh, dwindles down to. He's not really getting so many parts anymore. Um, he did do some movies, be, you know, before he lost his voice in the 2000s, maybe 2010s. I looked up at um, IMDb and I, I didn't realize he, he did a lot. He did a lot. He did lot. some Francis Ford Coppola movies because I know he'd wanted to work with him. He went to go. He went to go audition for one of his. Which one was it? Well, he, did, he auditioned for Platoon. Platoon. That's what it was. But that's not Francis Ford Coppola. Is it? That's that's a. Uh, that's Oliver, uh, Stone. Oliver Stone, and then he got into the doors. No, he did one that was Francis Ford Coppola. I can't remember. Because I was watching the documentary, and I was like, well, he did work with Francis Ford Coppola later. Uh, well, anyways, then it gets to the point where, you know, he's he has gone through the surgery, so his voice has changed, and he's kind of working the the circuit that some of these actors that we now see that are, that are older. The convention circuit. Yeah, they're doing the Comic Cons and the things like that where he's sitting there signing autographs and it's it's this, he that's feels where it gets bad sad. he feels bad but to me I'm like I don't give a shit I'll fucking go see Val Kilmer anywhere that's yeah that's he feels sad but he's also appreciative because right. he's also like I'm I'm, I'm basically just live. rehashing my old career and living off that like, but then he says like I'm still happy that people but get he's so happy much yeah he's happy that he gets to meet his fans which I was like that's I get it. I get both sides, dude. Like I, that I was a really good story do. about Tombstone too. Like Tombstone, come on, man. Tombstone yeah. is the greatest modern fucking western. And then um, it deals with him having to deal with his mom passing, which is brutal. Like you're, and that's a whole nother story. The whole story about his brothers, right. and his father, and his mother. Oh, so like it's good. it's it was difficult to watch, but it is you. It is paramount to his story. His mother's Swedish, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, but it, it was cool to watch from that. Texas. His experience through that because it, it you you kind of see him at the beginning of the documentary wearing a, a lot of jewelry, like turquoise. Uh, dude, and that's what brought me to tears. And then you, I'll just say you'll understand why he's wearing the jewelry. Yeah, you understand when, why when he has all that turquoise on his body. Um, 
but it's it's just a very. Dude, I'm gonna cry right thing. now when he says, "I miss my mama." I'm gonna fucking cry right now. Like I love, I love Val Kilmer a lot. Like I will watch. There was a time I would just go to the video store before Redbox and shit. If a movie had Val Kilmer in it, I was gonna watch it. I was gonna rent it because you gonna, knew you were gonna get a quality performance. Um, so I was telling you the voice program. <clears throat> my mom showed me. Uh, there's this guy that has. Yeah, created, I saw that, but so, so explain it to me because I saw it, but I didn't really read the article about that. There's a guy that's created this program that can create. I, my mom didn't explain it too much to what, what I was asking. She didn't answer it for me, but it's a program that can create a voice box for you. And Val Kilmer provided that person with tons of video footage that he's had of himself to create a voice. And it sounds exactly like Val Kilmer. And you can, you can play the video that they had on the, on the article that I saw and you can hear, it sounds like Val Kilmer's talking now, but it's pulled and culled from, all these videos that he's, he gave to this person. And I was like, well, I was asking my mom, like, how, how is that going to get into him? Like, I mean, kind of like Stephen Hawking thing. That's true. And that whole, and the, and the whole fact that he fucking basically fleshed out a character of Iceman. Right. That was amazing. That was, yeah, that was pretty cool. I, I was kind of sad that he didn't like Top Secret. Because well, I because because that was still a time where he was young and he wanted. I get it. Like that, the whole thing about like, his wife. Like here I am, fucking doing a schlock movie, and my wife's doing <laughs> real work on the stage in London, or hit the woman that would be his wife. That she's beautiful, by the way. Um, actually, the the Francis Ford Coppola movies that I told you he's been in later in, on in his career. It's one of them's with his wife, and when I saw that movie, I was like, they got back together. No, they're it was they're when friends. they were married. No, they were oh, okay. divorced. Already. Yeah. But she's in the movie. She comes in at the end, yeah. She's in the movie, and he. If talk- you don't know the 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 woman who plays Sorsha, Sorsha in Willow, in Willow, he married her. Her name is Joanne Wally Kilmer. Yes, or just Joanne Wally. Gorgeous. They ended up. She's gorgeous. They ended up having two kids, and they're still friendly. But I I knew that they were divorced, but then I saw that. It threw me off a little bit about movie. the kids because he talks about his son first, and then his daughter. But the daughter's older, right? Oh, the daughter I'm not was sure. the first one, right? I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, she's in she's in the movie with him, and they have many scenes together, and I, that's forced me to Wikipedia it, and I was like, oh, they're still friendly. That's pretty cool. Um, no, well, so the same way that he didn't like uh, Top Gun, I mean not Top Gun, Top Secret. I was a little sad. Like Johnny Depp does not like Nightmare on Elm Street. No, was out. You fucking bastard. I thought you were gonna say Cry Baby or Twenty One Jump Street. <laughs> That's the <sighs> apex of his career. I don't know. Ed Wood is such a fucking good movie. Yes. Let's hear you call Boris Karloff a cocksucker. <laughs> that I mean, that's that, that to me. That's one of Bill so Murray's greatest if roles. You've never seen Ed Wood. It's a docu- documentary. Oh, not a documentary. It's a. It's a docu pick. Docu pick about the life of Ed Wood, the director who has made what has been billed as the worst movie ever. It's peak Tim Burton. It's Tim Burton at yeah. his best. And it, yeah, it was directed by Tim Burton. It's kind of Tim Burton weird. It's not <laughs> even Tim Burton weird. It's perfect. It's in yeah. black and white. There are some like there are some classic and lines it's, it's, in there. It's 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 weird because it happened. Like you can't make that shit up. Right. Yeah, and it, it's it's like there are some hilarious lines in there. So go listen to that. 
or go watch that. Sorry. Uh, Suicide Squad. Did you watch it? No, I did not like the other one, and I know James Gunn. Everybody said it's great. So I mean, uh, it take me a while to see it. I am DC to the to the core. I've always been DC. To the I'll do. I do appreciate Marvel, but I'll still say it to this day. Marvel is way above DC when it comes to live Head action movies. and shoulders. Uh, but they do do some, and I still need to. I haven't seen it. They did. They did the long Halloween. They anima, the animation of DC is way better than Marvel's live action movies. I like, I like Marvel's live action movies, but I love DC's Fox cartoons. Yes, the original Batman the animated series is still right. Yeah, um, like that was dope. I, you know, I didn't hate it. But at the same time, it's like, who are these characters? Why do I care about these characters? <laughs> That's and, I, and I had to Google it, too. I'm like, wait a minute. Is this a sequel? They're like, oh, no, it's just another Suicide Squad. I was like, why would you do that? It hasn't even been that long. That's like making Spider-Man and then making another Spider-Man <laughs> the next year completely different. It's just ridiculous. It's it's like they're bringing the comic. The comic um, I just eth- don't know what they're doing. Ethos. Is that, is that the right word? Yes. Right? I'm going to say it. Ethos. Yes. That the comic book world has into the movie making world. I will say I liked the polka dot man in there. That was that's probably my favorite. Okay. And I would buy. A I want to see the shark guy. And it's Sylvester Stallone the voice. Yes. He was like, "Oh, Vin Diesel, watch me do my job. <laughs> I am shark." So it wasn't horrible. My kids okay. love it. They fucking love it <coughs> because they like Harley Quinn. And yeah. of course, so this last weekend we had to watch the original Suicide Squad, which my my oldest daughter liked when she was a little kid. Nah, I'm not gonna fucking watch that bullshit. Um, <laughs> but she, but their mother took them to see. Their mother took her them to see that when they were very little, and she because there was a song in there. I don't know who. I think it's the same guy that that Firefly guy, that one Josh guy. Josh Whedon. No, no, no. That one oh. that. Uh, okay, you're gonna force me to look this up. But there was a song, and that's why I love about my daughter. She there's songs that come out of the movies and she starts she sings these songs for like years and there was a song oh. from the Suicide Squad that came out for like forever and she was singing that when she was like really really little when she was still in elementary school that's how she remembered the first Suicide Squad it okay. was it was that one yeah I'll play it here in a second it was very popular when that movie came out. Um, but then there's also Bir- Birds of Prey, which I've never seen, and they so that's what I was asking if you saw. No, but they watch those movies nonstop. It's funny. To, it's funny to look at because I made them a child's thing for HBO, okay. with, with, but then they're like, we can't see anything, so they just use my thing. So it's funny to see all the bullshit they're watching, you know, bullshit they're watching while I'm watching. Okay, break time. Hold on. All right, we're back. So this is a song my daughter, Sophia, was like so infatuated with. I didn't realize, I guess it is 21 Pilots, which which is kind of, uh, I don't know what to say about that. Should have been 22 Pilots. Toy Pilots? But this is the first Suicide Squad. Yeah, so she was infatuated with the song. Uh, but yeah, they loved, they love them. They love Harley Quinn. And pe- most people don't realize too. Like Harley Quinn is a very is a very recent character. She didn't she wasn't a character until like 1999. Right. I mean, she originated from the cartoons, right? She originated from uh, the Arkham Asylum. What is that? That uh, Arkham Asylum was the one that was written by Neil Gaiman, all about 
Arkham Asylum, and then they started making all the. They was it a comic? Making, I thought yeah. it was a cartoon. I thought she originated in the cartoon. No, it wasn't in the cartoon. It was in the comic. It wasn't. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm stopping this song. But yeah, my daughter loved this song. When did this movie, <laughs> when did this movie come out? My, uh, my little 2016, so she was like eight, eight years old. When my great nephew, who's. Nah, he's three. He's gonna be. F- he, he's gonna be four. He loves that Post Malone song and Sway Lee song from the Miles Morales Spider-Man. That's a good movie. He loves that song. Like he does his little interpretive dance, <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious. But let's see, Harley Quinn. Of course, that's what that's what uh, Kevin Smith named his daughter after. Serious? Yeah, you didn't know that. No, uh, I don't like Kevin Smith. We were talking about that too in a book club. About to me, always like when I, the first time I saw Kevin Smith movies, they were good, but they don't hold up. They're good to see for once. Um, but even like when Clerks Two came out, I'm like, what is this bullshit? Right. It wasn't that bad. Um, to me, his crowning glory is Chasing Amy. But okay. he has. But th- th- that's what I'm saying. Like he. I know a lot of people that love that movie. Well, but the, what I'm saying is he has he knows who his audience is. You know what I mean? Right. His core audience who go see him talk. The dude loves to talk. He has like 9,000 different podcasts. I think that's why I don't like him, where I'm just like, shut the fuck up, bro. Oh, yeah, you're right. That made it serious. What? Uh, character period in America. Uh, let's see. He was made... Uh, Harley Quinn was created by Paul Dini and Bruce Tim as a humorous henchwoman for the Superman Joker in the Batman the Animated Series. It debuted. Oh, okay. It debuted. Debuted. Does that even a word? Debuted. Debuted. Okay, that's right. Because you don't say the T. Debuted on in the twenty second <laughs> episode of the series on September eleventh, nineteen ninety two. Dang. Um. Yeah, but she's just like oh, now. It's like ridiculous. Especially since su- the first Suicide Squad, like she's just all over the place. Um, but yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Oh, you know, um, it's one of those you can put on in the background. I did. Um, <laughs> I did finally watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. But it, uh, the last thing I'll say, it's like it's one of those like oh, it's like if you bought the Aven- it's like if you bought the Avengers on Wish, that's Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Oh, okay. So, what'd you say? You just saw what? Once upon a time in Hollywood. Okay, so, so I t- I'll go. I'll go on record saying I've o- I've already gone on record saying like Quentin Tarantino, he writes good dialogue. Mm-hmm. The stories aren't always that great. What did you think about it? Would you watch it on Stars, right? Yeah. I'm, am, I, am I missing something? Is there was something cut out for Stars? No, it's on, no. It was all on. Oh, okay, it's, okay. No, no. There's like no. Well, I, um, it was too lengthy. It's his love letter to old Hollywood. But at there, that time, like old Hollywood was dying. You know, you, you know, were, there were several parts of the movie where I was like, I'm not interested in what's going on right now. It, it's long. It's very long. Um, the, the Manson Spawn Ranch, when he goes there, I was like, yeah, this is cool. And then it got very boring. The rest of that scene was so boring to me where I was like, I don't care. Fucking hippies. I thought the ending was fantastic from um that's what somebody when I when it first came out I'm always tell, I'm always giving my reviews to people for some reason like in the checkout the checkout oh. when I'm checking out and somebody 
I think, what was it? Was I buying it? or I don't know how it even came up, but there was a girl at the checkout. She was like, oh, I haven't seen it yet. She was, but, it, but I was like, I go, it doesn't get quite, it doesn't get Tarantino into the last five minutes of the movie. <laughs> I yeah, I, the the when they go eat dinner, mm-hmm. Sharon Tate and her friends and and Brad Pitt and, and Leo go and eat dinner. The rest of the movie, I thought that was fantastic. Yeah. But the other part, I was all <sighs> I just get getting, it. just getting there. I right? get it. It's a Tarantino movie. I get it. I bought the novel. Uh, you bought the album? The novel. Oh, novel. Sorry. He novelized, he, he novelized it for some reason, so I was like, oh, I'll read it. Um, I mean, I'm not really I'm not really a Tarantino fan. I love Kill Bill 1 and 2. I love... Like I said, his his dialogue to me, like the, the, the opening scene right. of fucking Inglorious Bastards is probably one of the greatest scenes in cinema history to me. Just with I, Christoph Waltz, that whole, like just that scene, like that could have been a movie itself. I love Death Proof. And then I'm, some people may not even count this, but I love Natural Born Killers. I don't know how much of that is his. He wrote that, right? He, right. Yeah, that's him. That's all him. But I mean, the style. Well, it's really Oliver Stone style. It's really, um, it's, it's, uh, it's basically fucking, I think he ripped a, a lot of that off from fucking Fear and Loathing, to be quite honest with you. I, 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 love, I love Natural Born Killers so much. Uh, I told you my girlfriend at the time when that movie came out, like she made us leave. Like we need to leave. Like I didn't even <laughs> get to see it. I didn't even get to see the rest. You know of what? The I, I remember seeing it at the time, and it was like, like, "Why did you bring me to this?" I'm like, "Oh my god!" I, I remember seeing it at the time, and I was like, "Wow, this is pretty heavy stuff." Especially when they made it seem like when she was at home with Roddy Dangerfield's or dad, they made it seem like a fucking sitcom, like a crazy sitcom. Like the uh, the the beginning of the movie when they're at the diner and it's in black and white. How old were you when that movie came out? Because I was still in high school. 94. That was 94. Yeah, I was 17. I was uh, 16. 16. When she... uh, How did you even get into that movie? I bought it on VHS. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't see it at the movie theaters. I bought it on VHS. When he shoots... When they're in the the, the diner at the beginning, he shoots that lady in black and white, Mm -hmm. and it goes through the coffee pot, and then her blood splatters... I remember I was like, wow, that's, he- that's some crazy shit I'm seeing. And then now I see it, and I'm like, oh, man, it's lost its bite. But but at the time, that's that's how Kevin right. Smith is to me. At the time, I was like, oh, this is crazy. And then you watch it, and I was like, okay, yeah. It's like it's good for the first time. Okay, I can see that. Like I saw Heat the other day, which I love Heat. Oh, fucking Heat is the greatest. That still held that's up to me. That's another good That held up to me, held up where I was like, fuck, dude, that shootout. That reminds me. So perfect. Have you seen the documentary? Which is this has been like an underground documentary for a long time. It's called uh, what the fuck now? It's it's all about Los Angeles. Los Angeles plays itself. This guy did it all on his own, and it's basically about all the movies that are. It's about all the movies that are filmed. It's a guy who's like a love letter to Los Angeles, where basically he's he's, he posits that Los Angeles is kind of like New York, like Los Angeles is also. Also, a part is all Los Angeles is a part of the, every movie. Is the greatest actor? Yeah. Los uh, Angeles plays itself. It, it was streaming somewhere oh, for a long time, but I had a bootleg copy of it for the longest Los time. Los Angeles. Check that out. It's so good. But yeah, the, the whole thing about heat on there. It talks about heat, like all the different, all the. It basically talks about all the mess, like the mistakes they make on it, like the bridge, like the Saint Thomas. I mean, it's like, well, the guy's not. He was a he was a senator. Oh wait, I did see this. Yeah. I did see this. It was good. on TV at one time. That and uh, To Live and Die in L.A. Oof, so good. You the seen William that? Friedkin to, film? Yeah. You don't like that movie? The old movie? To Live and Die in L.A. The William Friedkin. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. 
Um, it was good. I like that. But I like a lot of William Freakins stuff. That's a like late '80s, early '90s LA. Um, have you? What have, have you seen? Green Knight. No, so uh, the guy, my buddy in Carlos and Book Club said he said he said it was amazing, but I don't know. I'm, I'm a little. Did he skeptical. go to movies or did he do? He the, saw it at the movies. Because they're doing online, but you have to buy tickets, and it's only one day. You can only watch it. You, you have one day to watch it. No, no, no. It's one day at a specific time. You have to be free and watch it at that time. How much is that? Seventeen bucks. Fuck that. Seventeen dollars. Yeah. Well, I guess because you're at home, I can, okay, I can. Understand. That's the first one. I'm thinking like you're going to movies to rent. I was like, I'm not going to pay seventeen dollars for a movie at the movies. Um, uh, you know what? So, can we talk about Atlanta for a second? Of course, uh, such a good show. Because I'm excited for season three and four. I think it's one of the greatest modern TV shows. So I was talking to. They're going to do a fourth season. Yeah, they're already shooting it. They're doing a third. They're shooting it back to back. And do you rewatch it? So the. Uh, Oh, I can't really say what's happened in, in the third season because I'll ruin it. Um, so I was talking to these these two. I was hanging out with my friend, and she had her, her, some coworkers of hers that were these two black dudes. One was from Detroit, and one was from Georgia. And we were just talking about. They were just talking about like. We got onto the subject of racism, and then we we got off the subject of racism, and they were just talking. We were just talking about experiences that I've had and they've had, and they were talking about living in South Texas, like what they feel. And uh, they were like, hey, you know, I love it here. It's weird. It's like a weird mix of, of cultures here in San Antonio. And he goes, I, I, I don't really see anybody not getting along. He goes, I'm pretty sure it's there. But he's like, for the most part, everybody gets along. Well, like I say, like they say Atlanta is the real Wakanda. To me, Waka- San Antonio is Wakanda for Hispanic people. So, I mean, I was telling him, we were, we were just talking, we were talking about, he was throwing subjects at me and I was throwing subjects at him and we were just going back and forth. So we got, on the, we got on the topic of Atlanta, the TV series on FX. And I told him, I said, I don't, I don't know how to say this without it possibly sounding mean or racist. And I was like, but I had never known that there was something other out there than what I saw in Atlanta. What do you mean? Like a different black experience. Atlanta to me looked... I, I didn't know that. Atlanta is a black metropolis. I know, but I didn't know what it was like. Like, to see that that TV show was like, oh, wow, this is, like, interesting to me to know that this exists. The first time I was, the first time I was ever in a place where everybody was black except for me was in Memphis. When we went to, go, we went to Graceland when I was a kid, right. for some reason, I don't know how my dad got there, but he, he's like, I need, he needed to go to the grocery store. We pull in the grocery store, and me, my mom, and, and Carlos, my brother, and my dad's Willie walk in there, and every single person uh-huh. in that store was black, except for me, my mom, my brother, <laughs> and Carlos. That was dope. But yeah, but, like people don't realize that. Like, like, like well, I, I told him I was like, it's not a black experience that I've ever known. The, this is gonna sound shitty and close-minded, but the people that the black people I know down here aren't like that. Well, and, I, I will say, like, you know, it, it's there was very, there was little to no black people where I grew up in Southside. There right. was, we had one guy, his name was Earl Bird. He was, his mother was Hispanic and his dad was black. We used right. to call him blacks again. And then there was another, and they lived on our street. There was another black family lived on our street. His name was Daryl Mayberry, and he had two little brothers that were twins. And they lived on our street for like a hot minute and then they were gone. Right. It, 
I'm trying to choose my words because I don't want to be offensive. But oh, there was one other girl. Like her just, name was, I forgot what her name was. Tanisha, but then she was only in elementary and never saw her again. What do you mean? I'll, what, I'll like, preface, what are you trying to say? I'll just preface this by saying. I love Atlanta. That that TV show is amazing. If you're not around people, it doesn't make you racist. If you haven't experienced being around a lot of black people, I think it Atlanta, make you racist. The, the TV portrayed at, at, in Atlanta, which I didn't know existed, and I don't. I'm not saying I ever. I ever did it make you be like, oh, these people are just like me? Yes. Right, and there's nothing wrong with that. In that's a, beautiful. In a weird. Way, in a, that's what I think about. That's what I think about Southside. Like I'm tired of. Like, you know, the, the, the like way... I, I have some black friends that have posted, like, stop saying you're acting like a white person. And I was like, I agree with that. That's great. That's a great thing to say. Like, what do you mean? Like, for black people? Yes. They were saying, stop telling other black... My, I uh, feel like sometimes people think, like, uh, like I'm acting like a white person. I was like, I feel like I'm just acting, acting like it, an American. It, um... It, it wasn't... That's why, like I say, too, like, like, I don't like when people say, like, well, I'm Mexican. No, you're not Mexican. Right. Like I'm not Mexican. I'm an American. Like, like I, I, I have Hispanic heritage. You know, my ex-wife when, when is Mexican because she was born in Mexico. She lived in Mexico. A lot of my mom's uncles, right. family, chose to to go to school in Mexico. You know, but they were still born here. Like I don't like people. Like, oh, you're Mexican. I don't even like people to say you're African American. No, you're an American. Well, I mean, you have nothing to said, do with Africa. The thing you said is that they're like me. Right. Uh, I we're American. I know. Why not? But here's a, here's the thing. I know there's a difference between the black experience, between the Mexican experience, between the white experience, between the Native right. American. But ultimately, we're still all Americans. But uh, and I appreciate the difference. I love the difference. I right. want to experience the difference. But this was something new to me, which I was like. I don't know that experience. I've never heard anyone talk true, about that. True, I get that. that. Yeah, true, I get that. Like, and it's I'm not very, exact, It's not exactly the same. I'm very interested in that. Like, that seems very appealing to me. Like, I want to go learn more about that and read more when about that. And when hear you talk about, about that, like, when the, through the first season, like, a lot of those things, like, I think also it's very modern where, you know, like, where is he staying? Like, he's staying with his baby mama. Right. And then he goes to his parents' house or like, what the fuck are you doing? You know? Like, to me, that's <laughs> right. very modern. You know, that is a very modern child. That is a right. very modern person. Whereas it, a long time ago, like, no, you like, 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 you know, like my dad, your mom and dad, my dad, you know, when they were in their 20s, they already fucking had families. They already had houses, right. you know, like I, I think I think that along the same lines. Mexicans, when my mom was growing up and my grandma was coming up, would probably be shocked to see me and you today. Liking the things we do, the things we the things we like, and talking about the things we do, music and movies and art, that was not in there. I don't think that because I got all that from my from my from my father and my mother. I know, but I mean, we kind of were all about it. Like we're my, all about it. Well, yes, I can understand. Like I got I got my love of of, of pop music from my father, right. and he got it from his like, mother. Like my my mom and grandma, they love music. They they've always loved music. And they love certain actors and things that they would always talk about. As a frame, of, as a point of reference, if if a woman in our family got some new sunglasses, 
they would always be like, Mira, Sofia Loren over here. <laughs> <laughs> like that. Like they knew they right, knew that that's, reference. That's in your cult. That's that's in your what's the word I'm saying? That that's in your zone of knowing. Right. That's in your face. That's what you're but, being fed because but, you live. I mean, here. now I could be like, Well, Sophia Loren has been in a lot of like Italian films. <laughs> like right. I could rattle off some shit. And I, now that you're saying and that. And my like, grandma and mom would be like, Why did you know all that? Like yeah. we, we just like Sophia Loren. We're one not thing that deep into her. Now that you say that, one thing that's different between my mother and my father was my mother growing up, she listened to a lot of, of Hispanic, like uh, Brown Eyed Soul, Brown oh, yeah. Eyed Soul. Royal Jesters. Royal Jesters, Sunny and the Sunliners, yeah. Little Joe. And it's because, now that I realize it, it's because her father, he only spoke Spanish. He was born here, right. but he spent most of his life in Mexico, and then he came back here, and he met my grandmother, who was from here, and he married my grandmother. But he only spoke Spanish, my, my mom's dad. Okay. And he, I mean, he could speak English and he learned to read by reading the newspaper because he was a fan of the Cubs. Right. So, but with us, like he never, he barely like, spoke English to me and my brother. You know what? Um, but that's another thing too. Like they, that's why they, they used to always say like, we were probably the first generation that didn't learn, didn't speak Spanish because they're like, we don't want you to have an accent. Right. The, the, along the same lines, like with the advent of the internet, I'm on, the, I was on the internet a lot and I was like. As an example, oh, these dudes like Einstein Neubauten. And I'd get in the group and I'm like, yeah, Einstein Neubauten's cool. Yeah, it and brought I would, the world together. I would like, like, I could hold my own with the best Einstein. Is that the, is that the, is, is that member with uh, Matthias and <laughs> Andy? Is that the, <laughs> yeah. Is that the one you were asking him about those lyrics? He's like, oh, no, 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 those are bad lyrics. Yeah, yeah, they were, he was like, <laughs> but no, but he was like, Wow, you speak German very well. How do like, you? <laughs> where did you learn German? And I was all from Einstein Neubauten. He's like, oh. and he was like, oh yeah, Einstein Neubauten. No, but you were asking him to translate those words. He's like, no, 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 this is very bad because it was like yeah. putting your necks. It was like a Nazi stuff, like putting your right. necks in there. Uh, well, he he was a. Uh, oh well, I mean, I was on, on the, with the advent of the internet. I'm like on groups and shit, talking shit, and holding my own with other fans. And they're like, oh, where are you from? And I'm like, I'm from San Antonio. And I'm like, oh, there's a lot of Mexicans in there. And I'm like, I'm Mexican. And I think they're like weirded out because all of a sudden I'm running into a whole bunch of white dudes <laughs> who are like, yeah, I love Einstein and Neubauten. And I'm like, cool, I'm Mexican. They're only and ones I love Einstein and Neubauten too. And like, I, I don't think they knew that down here is a bunch of Mexicans that like punk and goth and weird shit. Well, that's what, yeah. That's same thing in Cali. Like, it's like, like what? Like, but and you're I'm the pretty only sure the same like, thing in yeah. Mexico, but... I'm like people can't read like we. But I mean, I'm like, educated. yeah, I know other Mexicans that like Einstein Neubauten, and then I go online and I'm like, oh, well, the majority of their fan base is not me. <laughs> it's <laughs> Brad and Kyle, so Filipinos. Yeah, I just, I don't, I don't know. Back to Atlanta, it was interesting, positive for me to see an experience like that, and and, and I mean, it wasn't Atlanta's responsibility to teach me that shit. Once I saw that, though, I was like. But I like that. I like, like, like I said, that's why I like Comedy Central. That's why Comedy Central. That's why I like Southside. Oh, like, fuck yeah! It's like yeah. these are real people. These are black that, people. Same thing. Same thing. They're the Americans. Atlanta. Same thing. They're the no Southside. different than us. Right. You know, like I'm tired. Like you know, it, you know. That, that's why I said like, and, and like not, I used to hate. Like I was like, I hate to say that it's smart because it's not like black people aren't smart, but I guess it's not urbanized. It yeah. is, but it isn't. And I, I'll apologize for both me and Mark. If we're saying it wrong, I'm no ill will. We're not trying to be negative. 
we feel this is positive for me and everybody else. And hey, jump on our fucking, they're just like everybody else. Jump on our profile and, and leave some comments. And like I said, I hate to say that it's smart, but it's not that it's smart. It's, it's not that like, they were dumb before, right? It's just now, now you're showing people how they really are, right? And they're not different from us, and they're fucking hilarious, and their stories are good, right? And it's it's the American experience. But yeah, I mean, just like Los Lobos, I hate that people say like, "Oh, Los Lobos." No, no, they're a fucking American band. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, that's true. I mean, you could you could take that the story what I just said about Atlanta and apply it to a lot of other things from other different ethnicities and cultures and stuff. It's, it's just you let people say that you're Mexican. It's no, eye opening. I'm not Mexican. It's eye opening and it's. It's eye-opening to yourself. Not that there's anything wrong with to, Mexico. I love Mexico. Well, I mean, it's eye-opening to yourself of, okay, what am I really thinking? Don't let anybody or what, what was I? what was I not aware of? Or what was I... Your country away from you. What had I... <laughs> <laughs> what had I... What had I not... Um, it's just because we haven't been... We haven't been, we haven't been shown drunk. stories. We have not been shown real oh, that's stories a, that's like that's a perfect way to say it. We haven't been there shown real stories like there that. There hasn't been, uh, for the majority Think of about our it. lives. Fucking Sanford and Son. He lives in a fucking dump. Right. Come on. Uh, fucking good times. They live in the fucking projects. I mean, show me. I your, mean, uh, not the, all American people are like Not all American black right. people are like that. Right. I mean, but I, I don't know the history of them. There, there may have been some black producers and so black writers. So it's like writers. that, or then you got the fucking real Housewives of Potom- Potomac. Come on, man. I mean, there may have been some black writers and black producers behind those shows. I don't know the history, but... Uh, it. For the majority of the our lives, us, us, we've been around for a while. It's been white fucking people running stories, trying to tell us this shit. We we had the fucking Felipe's on Three's Company and Speedy Gonzalez characters thrown at us. And we're you know like, what I well, want to revisit? That's is not us. The first Hispanic member. It was it was fucking Paul Rodriguez. Remember the what? Paul Rodriguez had that TV show. Remember. No. Do you remember that was the first Hispanic American show? Do you TV remember show? there was except for Chico and There the was a comedy show similar to Living Color at the same time and it was Hispanics and yes. black people and I can't remember the name of it. Yes, it was Hispanic people. It was mainly his, it was a lot of Hispanic God comedies. damn, you're going to make me look it up. I remember it. It was like it was <sighs> they were like, "Oh, you can uh, if they could do that, we can do it." Yeah, I, I can't remember what it was called. I'm going to find it right now. Y'all call in right now with your answers. Um I tried to type Hispanic and I typed history. We're, we're Googling. We're Googling. Oh, it's, well. Ten comedy shows you. Ten, the Edge. Let me see. I want to say, was Carlos Mencia on it? No, this was way back. They were kind of like homies. Culture Clash. Culture Clash. That was it. That was it. Yes, I forgot about that. It was that. from nine. Wow, it was two seasons, ninety three to ninety five. Yeah, I remember that. Look that up, people. Culture. Yeah, we had. I remember everybody at school was talking about that. Yeah, because it was like they were. Oh, they were speaking Spanish, and that's normally what happens. <laughs> like you get something that's cool, they're like, "Oh, well, let's get a version of. Let's get all kinds of versions of this." Well, like the seventy shows. Remember for how many it was? Oh, that eighty show which bombed. <laughs> remember that? Yes. Uh, oh, you're going to set it all in a record store? Great idea. <laughs> <laughs> Very original. But no, like, it's like, it's like I said, like, 
it's I see those shows and like I want to know those people. Right. I want to hang out with those people. Right. It's like Trailer um, Park Boys, you know. Like I want to hang out with the Trailer Park right. Boys. That that's a good way to Cause say it's it. Because it's got to. Because you know what is it, it's like it's like, that's why I like Ricky Gervais. As funny as it is, it has a good heart. Um, it has a really good heart to the story. Not Trailer Park, but who's those other dudes? Letterkenny. Letterkenny. Oh, that's such a good. Show. I want to hang out with those dudes. I fucking hang out with those. Guys I want to hang out with um, Atlanta dudes, South Park people. Hell yeah! Not South Park, the cartoon. Oh, Southside. Sorry, Southside. Um, yeah, side. like. That's why I told you. Like, that I want to hang out with Mighty Boosh. There's a whole episode of the Southside. Remember when they're trying to look history? He goes, you don't know. You're from Chicago. You don't know the two-step. <laughs> you know, there's a whole episode where, where it, and it's good. Right. It's, it's a very good episode because he's like, oh, it's, a, it's like falling into what all the black people do there. You know what? But at and the at the s- end, he's like, he's like, I don't like the dish pizza. It's like fucking lasagna with crust. There, I said it. You know what? Um, that's what that's what I told him. I go, that's me. Like I'm not just because everybody else does it. Like I'm. That's the way I'm at. Like I, I love San Antonio. Right. But I, I, I the last thing I want to eat is Mexican food. You I'm know sorry. what? Um, <laughs> now that I'm thinking it through, and I may be drunk, but the the thing with Atlanta, I, I never would have said, oh, I know Atlanta. I know all about Atlanta. No. I'm I I may I may have just originally thought, oh, it's. It's Goody Mob. It's Outcast. It's uh, Two Chains. It's ludicrous. That's like the tip of the iceberg. I know, but then you see this, and it's a deep dive. It's a little bit below the surface, or it's very much below the surface. So when you said that about Chicago, uh, Southside, the TV show in Chicago, I'm like, you know what? I feel like the same could be said for San Antonio, the way set, the way Houston, Dallas, and Austin have always kind of fucking thrown us to the let's be honest people in Houston and Dallas they lay on that twang real thick but I mean they kind of they kind of just dismiss us as little Mexico everywhere I go people or are like violent oh, people are like you're from Texas I'm like yes I'm from Texas there well, are, there I mean, are but pockets here, of civilization in Texas I mean we have our own we have our own uh, they're like you don't social, sound they're like you don't sound like you're from Texas like what am I supposed to sound like we have our own social commentary here within Texas between the Texas cities so like Houston and Dallas and Austin dismiss us as little Mexico. We're violent. We're more Mexico than the rest of them. Than Houston? Yeah. Please. But, so I'm like, there's, like, I'm, I'm finding that weird. Like, maybe we could do, like, a, maybe we, that's what we're doing we, on this podcast. We are, in, <laughs> our, we are an oasis in the state but, of Texas. My but, friend. I mean, like, we've always been viewed as, like, the little brother. This is what I'm telling you about. Like, like we're the biggest... City that nobody gives a shit about. Well, that, okay, so that's we're a backwater. The reason why we are a retirement community for too many years. But the the other thing too is we very much preserve our our culture, agriculture, architecture, things like that. So we don't let just buildings get torn down. We're like, no, that building's gonna stay up, and you you put your donut shop in that fucking right. church or whatever. Right. Um, whereas in Austin and shit, they're like, no, tear it down, bring in some fucking train. Bring in some fucking auto, like badass fucking bus stations that have fucking touch pads and shit, and we you know we go to those cities and we're like, wow, that looks fucking wild. Why don't we have that here? That's why we don't have it here. It's because we we preserve that shit, which good or bad, whatever. I think it's like I said, it's been a retirement community for too long, but that those days are over. Those people are dying out, and right. they need to die out. Right, and I'm all f- the old white people with their white with their Korean brides. Yeah, fucking white flight further, please. <laughs> <laughs> that was shitty, but just I like when, like, when we, like where I bought our house, like you know, 
over there in Donaldson Terrace, right by what is it? Jeff. By Jeff. It's like that's old Mex. That's the old well-to-do Mexican. No, it? my mother said like this is the place we used to come when we were kids. This was the rich white neighborhood we used to come trick or treat when oh, we were way. kids. Because there's that. It's right there by Woodlawn. What is that that area there? It's not Monta Vista. It's on the other side. What, what, it's uh, it's uh, what is that neighborhood? Yeah, it's all those old two. It's like there's big houses there, but they're old. Balconies? No, no, no. Right by Woodlawn. Right by Jeff. That little area there. Donaldson. Yeah. But there, but it's something else. It's called something else. But my mom was like, "Yeah, we used." Oh, Los Angeles Heights. No, 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 no. That's Los Angeles Heights, bro. Let me see. I'm telling you, my mom's like my mom. She was grandma. Grandpa used to bring us over here to trick or treat. Like we like people Shit. take like take, like people take kids to Monte Vista now to trick or treat. Oh, we went to Almost Park. Where are we? And bag snatched. Um, uh, I'm just kidding. I never did that. Don't know which <sighs> I did. Where am I? Where am I? Where am I? Okay. I thought it was Los Angeles too far, Heights. Too far. Nope. Okay. Let's see here. Too far. Too far. Okay, let's see here. Monticello Park. It, it's called something else there. Like, if you look oh, on the streets. Oh, okay, Los Angeles Heights on the other side of Fredericksburg from that same area. Right, but in, but in that. Look, look yeah. that's Monticello Park. Right, and, and there's Los, Los Angeles Heights. Heights. Yeah, okay, but right bad. there, it's Monticello. My bad, my bad LA. My that bad. whole area there by Jeff. Yeah, like, you look at, you look at all the stuff there, Jeff. All this stuff, it was all white people. Like all their like drills drill teams and all that. Um uh okay, you know what? I'm I'm I tried to run on you. I'm sorry. That probably is true because I remember my mom used to tell us about the certain high schools that were more white in her day, which was like the sixties. Well, like when my dad first bought that house there where we were at there by McCullum, like it was Dude. all white people, McCullum. Oh. So I was talking to I mean I've talked I just remember this right now. It's been a while. I was talking to my mom a while back. So she, my mom worked at um, Ma Bell, Southwestern Bell, AT&T, Lucent Technologies. But she started back in the day in the 60s, late, very, very, very late 60s. Um, and she told me that she basically got hired because she was Mexican and she was a woman. Like they were trying to diversify their shit. So she got hired and she was like, she told me that one, I'd never heard this before. She told me one day she came out, this term, one day she came out from lunch and some white ladies were outside and they saw her and they were like, oh, I guess we're hiring a bunch of chili queens now. What? And I was all... I've never heard that My before. mom told me that and I was like, what's a what chili queen? A chili queen? So I did some research. The chili queens were Mexican women that used to go and like set up a, a fucking food truck type shit and serve chili and they were Mexican. Chili's <laughs> not even Mexican food. <laughs> uh, hold up. Let me think of that. <coughs> And it's not even Mexican food. It's Tex-Mex. Like, you know what? You know what? Like, there's some, like, racist terms for us. If you saw what real Mexican food is, you'd be like, what the fuck is this? Like, right. We're not in Mexico. So the Chili Queen. Okay, so here's the thing. The Chili Queens of San Antonio. There's actually a, a thing about that on NPR. Um, it was on NPR? Chili Queens of San Antonio? The Chili Queens of San Antonio were in Haymarket Plaza in San Antonio, pictured in 1933. For more than 100 years, women would arrive at twilight at the plazas of San Antonio, Texas, with makeshift tables and pots of chili to cook over open fires. The plazas teamed with people, soldiers, tourists, cattlemen, and troubadours roamed the tables, filling the night with music. The kitchen sisters tell their story. So these were 
Damn, we got some. So light. how old were those ladies that call your mother a chili queen? Because that was thirty years previous. I mean, she was straight out of high school, so they had to be older. And I was like, damn, somebody called you a chili queen. I'll go fucking stab her. But then I was like, fuck it, I like chili. I was like, if somebody, I got called a beaner once, and I was like, yeah, I like beans. <laughs> you ain't heard my Never feelings. in my life did I ever feel like. Never in my life here in San Antonio did I ever feel like um, I got like a like like what's the word I'm looking for? Never have discriminated never discriminated against? against until I left San Antonio. Um, that's true. That's same for me. Same for me because you and I traveled. Um, I got called a beaner in Jackson, Mississippi, and I was like, <laughs> "You call me a beaner? I love beans. I don't give a shit." I got on um, inter- the internet. Well, you told me time. you went to the mall to shop, and they were following you the whole yeah. time, right? In the mall, not in a store. In the mall, uh, but I got called uh, on the internet one time. I got called brownie. <laughs> you know, how did uh, they know you were Hispanic? Because I, I said I we were, it was a racial <laughs> conversation. I was like, dude, I'm fucking Hispanic and shit. And I was talking, and someone was like, "Shut up, brownie!" And I was like, "Yeah, I am brown, Roach. bitch. I don't care. <laughs> I like being brown. <laughs> I don't be pale as fucking death and shit." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I, I fucking actually love brownie. And <laughs> you come, I'm the chili king. I can do anything. Yeah, right. You need to do that shirt. You need to make a shirt like that, chili king. Which is like fucking Juanes. But he, I, I, he, made I that, he put that shirt uh, called, on his shirt. It said free, frijolero. Yeah. <laughs> fucking love beans. I don't give a shit. Like, like bro, Hispanic people, the like, only my people mom, like Hispanic people the only people that eat beans I was like mom I kind of want to go find that lady you could call, you could call people from England beaners they eat like, fucking beans in the morning for breakfast on toast yeah but I was like I kind of want to go find that lady and kick her ass for you but she's dead I hope she is okay break I got, now I gotta go piss <laughs> <laughs>